This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time for Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. It is the second day of September. Say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And before we go any farther, Garrett, would you please hit the appropriate music? If you have it ready. If you don't, that's okay. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Sam, we had a, uh, we, we lost a, uh, a giant that Mr. Crenshaw yes I said we lost a giant yesterday okay and I thought that um Garrett we had talked about this but he's probably he got a million things in the air today too and Garrett by the way follows us today which we will talk about he is part of a new and improved this dude has got stuff flying in him all over the place right he got another show along with dopey millennials that he's a part of now he got another show Sam and it follows us today you know what Garrett's a part of He's the he's part of the new and improved college football game time. Yeah, yeah. We we know about game time because this game time was just a few minutes ago with Mercedes Benz Stadium. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and then of course he's also still working with you guys on Friday nights too. So that listen, the man oh to be in your middle twenties again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He can run around and do all that stuff. Yeah, man. Have all this kind of energy. Anyway, we lost a giant yesterday, man. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Okay. Did you know that? Wow. No, oh, man. I was Take caught a up in a lot of stuff. All a right. I can't think of, you know, many people throughout our lifetime or in American history in the entertainment field that carved out such an identifiable niche for themselves. Yeah. Then this, and I mean, not a lot of hits. He wasn't, he, he didn't want to be up in, at the top of the charts. It was about a lifestyle. This dude was building a brand before people knew how to build brands or what they were. He had a complete and total lifestyle that was just embraced by millions. 
And you were either you were either in that camp. I mean, I had an appreciation for it, but I wasn't a parrot head. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But, there, but there's some people wherever he showed up. Oh you know, man, they just the, the party the party just kind of followed him, right? It was it was like Deadheads. It was you know, talk about a group. The Grateful Dead are a group to what Jimmy Buffett was in a, as an individual. They carved out this niche. I was trying to think of other people who did this, but I mean, he became a mogul. After this, forget about you know cheeseburger and paradise and all his songs that got you thinking. What was the best way to describe him? I I, I saw it written down here a second ago, and I'll I'll find it here. But um, it's funny. I sit here and I talk about this and and have followed this dude's. Hey, listen, you know when that song came out, that uh, his biggest hit what came out that? in '77, Margaritaville. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's still the anthem. You know, you talk about the businesses, you talk about, like I said, his brand and how it is continued. It hasn't missed a beat since he started. Plus, the boy, he's a Mississippi boy, right? You know that. Okay. He missed born in Mississippi and uh, and was raised in Mobile before moving to Key West. Garrett loves this guy. So, you know, I mean, we're talking about, I, I bring that up only because of the age range and how he continued to stay relevant. I think he still may be part owner of um, the stadium where the Dolphins play. Is, is it uh, Hard Rock Hard Rock uh, Arena or whatever it's called down there? I know he, I mean, Gloria Estefan, they were part owners of that. But he had been suffering some, some, some issues over the last year or so, checked himself into a hospital. But, again, um, I, I just want to say, see this. Okay, since the initial, um, this guy, when he started really building his brand, he built an empire. He had apparel. He had restaurants, resorts and restaurants, including the 5 o'clock somewhere bar and grill. You ever been in one of these, man? The, the somewhere, the 5 o'clock somewhere bar and grill, Landshark bar and grill, the beer, Landshark lager, yep, casinos, me, radio stations, all of that. So anyway, um, the guy at Forbes said back in uh, 2018, um, the global brand was worth $4.8 billion. Whoa. And garnered 1.5 billion in annual sales across the board. So again, you talk about somebody getting it done quietly, and uh, but yet he he was quietly in plain sight. I guess is the best way to put it, because we all knew who he was, and you knew the song when you heard it, and you knew what. But he was, you know, just continued just trucking down the road. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Sam and Greg getting started on a Saturday morning sports radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Uh, and what has been an interesting week, but college football is back, man. And, and I know I'm going to try and do most of the talking here because I got mad respect for you, Sam. You, I mean, doing the show last night and just the running around that you've been doing this this whole week. As we sit here and, and, and recap uh, this past week, how you doing? How you right. doing? Okay. All right. It's been, been a cool week and just following. It's a great sports week for everything from U.S. Open to what the Braves are doing to – you know, college football really getting rolling. Georgia State, I'll talk about it a little bit up at seven, top of the hour, 7 o'clock. Uh, Georgia State and Kennesaw State kicking off with wins Thursday night. So, um, you know, it's been, been so far so good for our home. Teams. A little bump for Georgia Tech last night, but they looked good. And we're going to get into that as real, really and, and probably bring Garrett in and talk a little bit since he was there. But Tech looked really good last night. Um, well, for and, part of the game. Well, for part of the game, they were right down to the to the end of the fourth quarter there, uh, and then it then it kind of wiggled off the hook. But uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, okay. and, then, and then and then ironically, the person that did was doing a lot of the damage for Louisville was a former receiver from Georgia State. Uh oh, 
transfer portal reared its ugly head oh, yeah. last night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know. So, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's happening. <laughs> Ain't that always the way? But, you know, I just – I mean, you want to talk about playing good. I mean, is it when they let these guys come back the way they did? That, that's my only thing. That's the only thing I'm going to say when you talk about them looking good. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with, with looking good, but you can't do it for, for two quarters You got or three. You got to continue it. And, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on how you really thought they looked when letting Louisville come back the way they did. So yeah. looking forward to that coming up uh, later on in the show. We have something special that we're going to talk about tomorrow. We got, a new, we got a new team in town. Yes, we do. Got a new team in town. And ladies will take center, I guess it's our center court, out there. At, um, I haven't been in the Gas South Arena. Gas South. Huh? I haven't been out there. You haven't been, I thought you. I thought you had been there. Before. I've been an infinite. I shot it infinite. 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 In, in, infinite energy. Yeah, infinite energy. Yeah. I get them confused once I get outside yeah. the perimeter. Some people just say just say Gwinnett Arena. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I'm I'm looking forward to this. But the Atlanta vibe will be will be coming to town. Professional volleyball coming here to Atlanta. So again, we're going to talk to the coach tomorrow. Looking forward to that, man. And um, what else got your attention this past week before we get into our story of the week? Wow. Like I said, just just U.S. Open, man. It's been great to watch your great tennis, seeing some folks from our area do very well, seeing Coco, Coco Golf yeah. go, off, go off on the lady in the chair. And she was in, in her right to do it. She gained more fans. Yes, yeah, she you did. Know, the way she plays, but the fact that at 19, she was going to – she knew she was in her right to go and speak her piece, and she did it. The people at the, in the stadium loved it, but all over social media, people said, "Good for her! Good for her standing up for us." You know, it, it, it's been, it's right. been fantastic. Um, the things, the way things have gone on for her. So, yeah, I want to talk to you about that too, uh, the Coco effect, and 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 why she's doing, or more importantly, feeling comfortable doing what what, what you're talking about and, and and voicing her opinion, things like that. I want to get into. It. I have a theory. I don't know if it works out, but we got Karen Pastana. She's going to be joining us at seven twenty. So we can talk to her about Karen, or I can talk to it, talk to it about with you. Okay. I haven't decided yet, but okay. Either we're going to talk uh, Braves, and again, the the best news. Well, I shouldn't say the best news, but the the good news at this point is they can't lose this series out yeah. of L.A. Yeah, they can't yeah. do it. And we will get into this this week, Ronald Acuna's week. So so far, man, what a week for him, oh, huh? Man, so we'll, we'll we'll get into all of that. Um, and again, that was going to be my my story of the week, but I had to flip it because I knew we'd be talking about it. But Garrett, if you have it uh, ready here, let's knock that thing out. Our story of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. Hey, buddy, for the last couple of weeks, I've been going first, and so I was hoping that you would, would take the reins now. But I'm ready if, if, if you are still. Well, mine, mine's easy, and it happened just yesterday. Okay. Um, the Atlantic Coast Conference, which is, you know, to me, they, t- they kind of got their heels in the ground trying to be this thing that we're still going to be, you know, the East Coast and up and down the east, you know, Eastern Seaboard line or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> reached out and they brought in, uh, you know, Stanford, Cal, and SMU, um, which means here come the frequent flyer miles, even for the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah. I don't think it's something they wanted to do. I think it's something they had to do. 
uh, to kind of stay in step with the other schools or other conferences around. And uh, now they're still hoping that Florida State hangs on, you know, in Clemson that they don't break camp, but they've gone out and got some other big brands from the other, co- other conference. I just wish I owned a fleet of, uh, of passenger planes because here's the deal. Here's the deal. You want that, you want that deal for charters to yeah. charter these folks back and forth. I mean, they, a lot of them, the basketball teams, unless they got a private jet, they're going to have to fly on regular regular flights. Right. You know, you're not going to charter a whole flight, a whole plane for your basketball team. You can do it for a football team. So you got some folks who are 6'5", 6'7", 6'6". They're flying coach. For th- it's <laughs> yes, not right. funny. For, for three, for three, for three, four hours, man. You know? Yeah. Um, and we're not thinking about that. We're just thinking, hey, we're going to get to see this team. They're going to show up and they're going to play this game and they're going to televise it and everybody makes money. But, uh, you know, the football guys, yeah, you got to charter just just them. Um, everybody have a little leg space. But, man, there's stuff on the basketball players going that far yeah. to fly. But that's what's coming up for the ACC. Price. Uh, Go ahead. Yep, that's what's coming up. I, you know, listen, it's the price of doing business. And it made, I think it made it easy for the ACC to do what they did, given what the Big Ten did. So we're not just talking about UCLA and, 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 and USC making those trips out from L.A. to Rutgers in Jersey. You know, you got the same thing going on with now these teams in the ACC. I heard North Carolina and North Carolina State were not happy about this. Some of, some of the blue bloods of the ACC yeah. were not happy about this. But they had to stay relevant, man. You don't want the Big 12. Uh, or what was remaining of the pack, whatever they call it out there, yeah. kind of coming together. So, yeah, the ACC had to do it. And everybody's going to be looking up at the Big Ten and the SEC. So it doesn't matter yeah. where these things go for. But tradition, everything that we know of, what used to be, is never going to look the same again. Yeah. And this is across the sports landscape, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm giving a shout-out to Rob Lanier. Rob Lanier was the coach at Georgia State, and he went to SMU. He's going to the ACC. Yeah. How about that? And and think about think about what SMU was and used to be and how what a yeah. pariah they were. You know, they're the last team, to, the last uh, program to get the death penalty, right? Yep, yep. They, they'll they'll never do that again. And um, so that's that, that's the thing. But they they rebounded from that. You know, now that their football competes very well, and uh, we'll see what they do with the ACC. They'll they'll be able to hang in the ACC, and their basketball will, will go in and, and do well in there as well. Well, I was trying to decide my story of the week, um, and you know, it, it could be Acuna too. Not for what he did in L.A., but what happened to him in Colorado. That was absolutely scary. And you know, people running on the field, you don't know what these guys had their what their intentions were. Right. And now you got, and the, the first thing that popped to my mind was this, Sam. You know how we've been watching and hearing the stories about how golfers have been interrupted during their swing because of betting going on during match? Right. And so now so-and-so has got a bet, big bet on this dude, and this other guy is going to come up. If he sinks this putt, he's going to lose such and such. I thought this is what we're looking at. That was the first thing that popped into my mind. There's a couple dudes that put a big, a bunch of money on Colorado to win. And Ronald Acuna is being Ronald Acuna out there, so we're going to try and take this guy out. I absolutely don't believe that was the case, but that's what popped into my mind because of the nature of the sports landscape right now. Yeah. But how those two guys got out there that far, and, and, and it wasn't just, you know, yeah, you can say afterwards that they just went out there for a hug. Their second dude 
look like somebody just stole his, his weekly paycheck when they were yeah, carrying man. him off the field. Yeah, he was, he was not a happy camper. He was kept pointing back at you. And, uh, uh, and I was like, no, no, that ain't the guy who went out there just for a hug. There, there's something else going on there. So that just that was my story of the week in that it's a cautionary tale. But yet Ronald sat there like like a kid at recess, right? Remember after they pulled the one dude after him? He just yeah. sat there with his legs out in the outfield watching all this play out. He didn't get away. That's what, that's what stuck with me, that vision. Yeah. I, I think because he heard what they said, that they just wanted to take a picture with him, and he was like, okay, or you know what I mean? But he knew that the security security was on the way of coming there. How do you get on the field? Because think, one of the most famous moments in Atlanta sports history, yep. two guys got on the field to run around the base pass with Hank Aaron at a time when Hank Aaron was getting, you know, death that's right. threats. That's right. You know, hate mail. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people who were at that game were like held their breath when those two guys went out there. They just wanted to run around the base with him and jump out on the field with him. And, you know, well, you we know, know that now security was a lot different then than now. So all the more reason why you feel like that shouldn't have happened this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and then when you think about it, because we are so familiar with that footage, his, if something were to happen, his mama was in the stands. Because remember, oh, yeah. she was waiting for him at home plate. Oh, mom and dad. They're, yeah, they're both they're, there, yeah. Just, oh, jeez. Anyway, that's uh, among other things that happened this past week. That one with Acuna out there in Colorado. Uh, that one stayed with me. But anyway, listen, we are just getting started on this Saturday morning. Lots more to talk about. In fact, we got more Acuna and more Brave stuff, stuff to talk about up next. We're also going to get into this uh, opening weekend of college football. Karen Pustain is going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Like I said, just getting started on this Saturday morning. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. It is the uh, second day of September. Sorry, I was looking. You know what I forgot to do that first break there, Sam? We were paying so much attention. What was that? Making sure we said something about uh, Jimmy Buffett. Um, when I did my good morning, I, I didn't reach out to him. So me, can I not get out the right now? Go ahead, go ahead. Good morning, Georgia. You ain't got to say yours. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and a good morning to you folks in Redan. Linda Redan. Redan. See, I knew you'd yeah. like that one. Over to camp, home of the Raiders. Raiders. Sam, Raiders. he even said it right. What's wrong? He said Redan right. Redan, man. Yeah. Oh, oh look at him. I, I, I the, get praise from my they're, man they're Garrett. The, I, I, my day is already made. Look at the, you, man. I'm already good. They, they are the school with the Hall of Intimidation. <laughs> the what? The Hall of Intimidation. What is What is that? When you walk into the building, you got stuff with Kevin Butler here. You got stuff with Terrence Mathis there. You got stuff with Wiley Joyner here. You got, you know, these folks who've gone to Redan High School and, you know, phenomenal 
phenomenal players down through the years, you know. That sounds kind of like Washington County where they have the you have to walk past the graveyard of all the teams they've beaten. <laughs> oh, that way. Really? Goes, <laughs> this, that's nice. The yeah, across the street from the prison. Waco County, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The house of the house of pain. House of pain. Yeah, Tequio. That's Spikes. a hell of a place to play some football, man. Tequio Spikes and folks like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that voice that you just heard with the Noel Coward-esque wit—that is Garrett Chapman. He will be following us along with Abe Gordon and. Uh, hang on a second here. And, He's uh, got to be John, ready, John man. Fricky. It's it's game day. Don't matter last night. Don't matter. You just shut down the bins, Garrett. Today is game day, man. You got to bring it. Guys, I got my college football shirt on right now. I, I am ready to go. I am rearing at the – I mean, I, I'm chomping at the bit. The new and improved lineup for the college football game day starts at 8 o'clock this morning when Sam and I step to the side. This is what we talked about this before. Now that yeah, we're man. back in the football season, our Saturdays are going to be sort of an ebb and flow. We're, we're getting you prepared with the opening act for college football today. But moving forward, there will be some weeks where Sam and I will not be here on Saturdays. Obviously, you can hear Mr. Crenshaw and everybody connected with the college football uh, high school scoreboard show on um, – I said, excuse me, the high school scoreboard show on Friday nights. Uh, but we will be together on Saturday. And this week, by the way, you got us for three days because we will be here, obviously, Labor Day Monday morning. Yes, we will. So looking forward. Three, day, three days of the boys there. Um, how do you – how do you feel about these last th – this road trip overall? Let's just start as we talk about the Braves, Sam, uh, overall. Well, off to a great start, first of all, in Colorado, which each game sounded like there were more Braves fans than Rockies fans. And the Braves have a great following there. They have a great following in Colorado. So, you know, still we saw some history made by Ronald Acuna. We saw the scary moment, but also we saw the team continue to just play well. And from one end to the other, this batting order, the production just continues. Ozuna. He's just still in the ball. You know, Michael Harris, the second, is, is, is just ripping the cover off the ball. It, it's been great to see this team continue to sustain this. we got another month to go, Greg, and that's the thing to think that's about. That's you know, right. we got another month to go. This series, you know, to me it's still a big deal because this team that we're facing this weekend is still out there, and we think that regardless if we win these last two games or take one out of, one out of the last two or, or drop the last two, you know, your chances of, of crossing paths with this team once again is that to be able to hang on and win that first game. Dodgers were rallying back in that first game, and I was really said, boy, they're going to let this thing get away, and that's going to tip this whole series. Mm -hmm. But they hang on and get the win. Uh, Fritz goes out there and get, uh, get Freed, Freed gives us a great start last night. Uh, Max goes out there and does a tremendous job. You wondered about him, you know, still coming back to the team, goes out and pitches fantastic last night. And the bats, the bats go boom again. Um, you know, Asuna. I'm telling you, boy, he's listening to us. I guarantee you that dude is, he was listening to us early in the season. <laughs> I'm taking credit for it. What the hell? You're going to take credit for I'm it. I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> I think he, he heard a little bit of everybody, man. He heard a little bit of everybody, but at the end of the game, there's no, there's no, there's no smile bigger than his. It really is. You and, know. and I didn't know that he had a beef with Will Smith as easy as that is to tee up for everybody else. And you know, the other guy, but no, 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 this catcher. Cause he banged him in the head when they were here in Atlanta. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Acuna, just, I mean, not Acuna, um, 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 what? Ozuna, Ozuna just hit him, tagged him, apologized afterwards, but it seemed like Will Smith wasn't having it. So I was, I was focusing on, and, and so were the announcers, when, these, when he came to the plate for the first time. And, you know, normally in the first bat, they, you know, they, they you know, hit the catcher's, you know, shin guard, hey, how you doing? They say something to the, catch, uh, to the umpire. 
I, I didn't see none of that. Maybe the, the cameras didn't pick it up, but I, I saw no pleasantries. <laughs> no no when, pleasantries. When Azuna got to the plate for the first time. Um, but this, listen, you started at, at Colorado. Let's go back to San Francisco. That's the only loss they've had. One loss. They won the series. But that final game at San Francisco was the only loss these guys have had. Seven and one on this road trip. And again, that's great. And this was the road trip that you really wanted to pay attention to and, 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 and let these guys go up against, as you said, some teams they may be seeing in postseason. And this Dodger series, again, half over. But the good news is, at least at this point, they ain't going to lose it. They're not going to lose it. And head-to-head, if you want to focus on the individual play, Ronald Acuna is up on Mookie Betts. Mookie hit two that first game, but the one that Ronald hit was, was important. It was a grand slam. Yeah. And then came back and stole, hit one last night, stole a base again. I, I don't know what Mookie Betts has got to do to pass him as far as the MVP, MVP voting. Because, first of all, the guy has got a record. He's in the books for something for the first time ever in this sport that's been over 100-plus years. All right? And he's still dominating as far as the numbers. I, I don't see how Mookie Betts could, unless Ronald gets shut down completely in this, next, this upcoming month. Yeah. If he just yep. plays, you know, as they say, 500 ball, he just does what he's supposed to do, it, it, it's, it's still his award. Yep. Yep. Because it ain't about home runs. Because if it was just about home runs, that dude who hits a couple uh, sp- uh, spaces behind him, Matt Olson, yep. should be part of the conversation as loudly as they are for Mookie Betts. So that's just my opinion yep. on that. Uh, other thing is that we got Ozzy Albies back uh, in the infield this week, and that's always great to have him back in the lineup healthy. Travis Darno got the start behind the plate last night, and he says, you know what? You know, you can DH me. Or when you put plug me in behind the plate, I'm going to do some good things for you. And he did last night. He had a home run. He says, yep. oh, 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 yeah, don't forget about me, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> But isn't that nice, though? I yeah. mean, the, these guys come – usually it takes a little bit for these guys to come off the bench and produce. And it just seems like whatever move Snitker is making seems to be working. You know, when well, you, from, from top to bottom, not every move works. But for the most part, the majority of them seem to work. He seems to totally, uh, uh, totally enjoy where he has this team, where everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody yeah. wants to. When you ring, you know, he calls your number. You want to go out there and do something good because you want to be a part of the good things that are happening with this team. And it's that's the thing that's very contagious. You know, whoever comes in the game, you plug them in in whatever role, they're going to go out and do something really good for you. And that's what's been happening with this guy. You know, the thing is to keep them healthy right now. Yeah. Like you said, we're into the final month. This is a big series right now. You want to finish these and win both of these games if you can. Leave L.A. with this because now you're trying to seal up home field. You want to have the better record than these guys, and that's the thing you you, you really get. That's your incentive to go out there and and sweep the whole thing if you can this weekend. You know, I was thinking about this, Sam, and I and I really can't say for, for, for sure that this is the case, but I, I don't think that it was. Think back to all those years Bobby Cox was running this thing. And the four divisional championship, 14 divisional championships. I don't remember ever Bobby Cox being as comfortable as what it seems Brian Snitker is and and still winning. But I never thought that Bobby felt as comfortable as Brian Snitker does right now. And that's just rare period for any major league manager. How do you get in that comfort zone? You know, maybe we saw it with Joe Torre for a little bit. You know, I, I just I can't remember. Bobby being that way just kind of seemed to be 
you know, he, he didn't like calmness for too long because it seemed like he'd get thrown out of a game. You know, stuff's going too – stuff is on cruise control here. Let me go get get thrown out of this game just to yeah, how about stuff that? up. How about that, right? <laughs> you know, but I don't think he had, had that kind of depth and that kind of lineup that he has. He His, his was the, the pitching. Obviously, during that time, you really leaned on the starting pitching, which you like the way that's shaping up. You like the way that's rolling into shape right now. Right. You're going to have to have make some serious decisions in the next few weeks about who you, who your starters are going to be. For that playoff series, who you know who was really pitched their way into that position, and who's going to be you know into the in the in, into the bullpen, uh, but that's a great decision to have when you see the, what your starters are giving you. They're giving you great starts. Another another seven inning start last night, and mm-hmm. if you notice that's something that's been happening in the last few weeks, the guys have been going six to seven innings. The starters have, and that's been great to see because you've been you know resting that bullpen. You're not wearing them out too too much. Um, and you're giving those guys some rest and whatnot. So that's that's the other thing that you'd like to see in this final month of the, the regular season. You know how we talk about um, unbreakable records in baseball? Mine is Cy Young. I don't think – I mean, people talk about Cal Ripken. I actually do believe that um, Cy Young is the most unbreakable record in professional sports in America. I just do. Um, maybe Cal Ripken is too, and you can come up with whatever is next. But you know one of the other ones that falls into that category? It's managers being thrown out. Garrett was asking me, and I wasn't sure, Garrett, because we're, we're not there. If you were on the air when you asked this question. But as we talk about Bobby Cox, for those who don't know, he holds the record for oh, yeah. being thrown out of a game. Oh, absolutely. Any other manager. Uh, 162. And they call it a nearly unbreakable unbreakable record. But this is from Braves, Blue Jays. Uh, well, Braves again, actually, because he was there twice with that. Right, right. Yeah. Bobby Cox, 162. <laughs> and, 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 some of them, and some of them, they will be before he could get the uh, top step of the dugout. The umpire would just turn and just <laughs> and say, you're gone. And, um, well, you have to know the right thing to say. And he obviously knew the right thing Oh, yeah. Thing to say. And we all know that word. And I'm not trying to get, you know, thrown out of the air. Okay, so who's in second? I went to look at, uh, okay, Bobby's at 162. If you had to guess, I won't even say, tell me the person. You could, I'm going to ask you if they're dead or alive, the guy who's in second place. I think I think the next ones were probably are probably deceased. They're all gone until yeah. you get to number five, and there was a debate on that. That's Tony La Russa. Wow. Uh, he's 93. Well, who wanted to argue that dude? He has like a Ph.D., don't he? Yeah, well. <laughs> you cannot argue six, that dude. Six, uh, coming in second is John McGraw at okay. 121. Wow. Leo DeRocher. And who DeRocher? Who is 100. Leo mm-hmm. Lip, And then Earl Weaver, 96. Those are some pretty good ones. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. But Bobby's leading them all. He's the, he's, he's the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, again, we'll probably be talking more Braves here coming up before we get on out of here. Remember, it's a short version of Sam and Greg today. we got to make room for uh, college football. And following us is college football game time. John Fricky, Abe Gordon, and our own Garrett Chapman will be taking over at 8 o'clock. But up next, going to talk some college football with Mr. Crenshaw. Ah, Georgia Tech. I'm going to say a prayer for him. Uh, it is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 Game, 929Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. I love me some Garrett, man. 
Sports Radio 929 Game, 929thegame.com. See, so saying that's the original, but when I heard that, that beat right there at the beginning, I was thinking this was Arsenio from, <laughs> from Coming to America doing the preacher scene. No, not that man. That's no, no, great. I'm saying, but this they, they played this song, but this was Arsenio playing the preacher, and he was at, at you know, the party at the house. He said, I love the Lord because the Lord loves, you know. That, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was this music that was underneath him. So that's what I was, I was, uh, I was thinking. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. We are here on this Saturday morning. It is, I haven't said this enough, man. I don't y'all, you know, jump on me for this. It's Labor Day weekend. We are here kicking off Labor Day weekend for you. And yep. also, just be very careful out there. Absolutely. You know, people amateur, are trying to go, right? Amateur weekend. People are going to go out on the lake. People are going to go out and do, do, do some Ooh. things. Yep. Yeah. You know? what's, the, what's the message we give, folks, after we had that, you know, dude from Lake Lanier? And we don't think about <laughs> it, but we should press this more. If you're going out on the water, make sure somebody who's staying on the land got your phone numbers and your contact information so they know when you're going to be back, you know? Right. That's you. You want people to know if you're out there and get some certain hour, and they say, "Well, we ain't heard from them late," you know. So, you don't know what can go on out there. We we trust and hope that nothing bad goes on. That you go out and have a wonderful time. Exactly. But but uh, just in case, let somebody that's not going out there kind of kind of know what you're doing. And pick you up afterwards too. If you, there you go. <laughs> if you can if you can get that. But yeah, it's one of those knucklehead things you think that we were all we would all think about, but not so much. Not so much. Uh, again, this this week, um, you know, there. Oh well, let me just ask you. I saw Georgia State. By the way, what's up with your coaches, man? What's up? What's with that Georgia State coach <laughs> going after that dude? Did you see that replay? On which one was this? Now this was this was this was a end of you know change of possession after a kickoff or something a punt maybe. Anyway, they showed the footage of Georgia State was coming off the field. And it must have been a good play that happened. And the coaches all fired up, and they showed one of the coaches jumping up and down. You know how they jump up and give you a chest bump? <laughs> well, this dude went and chest bumped one of the guys as he was coming up and then went after another dude but gave him like a side check and knocked him, <laughs> knocked him to the ground. I said, that man is fired up. I don't know which coach it is. That may have been the strength and conditioning coach. George State has a new strength and conditioning coach this year, and uh-huh. he's pretty high energy. Uh, he, he really is. So that might have been who, who, we, who you were seeing. <laughs> it was probably him, man, because it was funny to watch. But it's like, oh, look at – okay, Georgia State's ready for this season. But overall, man, this, this week of college football, does anything stay with you? Wow, it's something – well, you know what, what we've seen so far? We saw, you know, people were wondering, SEC, and we're talking about how they're, you know, the tops, they go out in Utah and say, nah, maybe not. You know, Utah turn, play. turning back Florida. And, um, yeah, yeah, you the know. So. first play. Mm. It was beautiful. I, at least I thought it was. But wh- what does Florida have this year as far as any sort of skill position well, this, players? Well this, well, this is the second year for Coach, Coach Napier there who came over from, from Louisiana Lafayette. And he's, you know, <laughs> I got to say that. Um, who has ties to this state, obviously? And so you, people looking to see if Florida is going to take the next step forward because you want to know who else is going to be ready to challenge Georgia in the East. And people are saying, well, Florida's got to get back to being Florida to give Georgia, you know, a, a test to push Georgia. Last year, Tennessee played more like Tennessee. You know, whether they can bring that back this year remains to be seen. That's one of the things we're watching for right now. We know what we're going to see at the top of the food chain. 
win again. But, but what's going to happen? They're coming the need to be that team that's playing for that second spot and, you know, really try to give them a push and challenge Georgia this year. And Florida right now don't look like they're going to be one of those teams um, because you expect that from them. You know the investment has been made there um, down through the years. And so they have a tradition for that. You're trying to see if they can bring that back. So that's one of the one of the stories now we've seen in this first week. Florida still may be a little ways away uh, going up against a Utah team that is a good team now. These beat, these folks beat Southern Cal last year, you know, uh, to knock them out of a chance to be in the in the postseason playoff. Right. Um, so they're a great program, um, but you want to see this team from the SEC go out there and get the win. They did, and it didn't happen. It doesn't look good for them, especially a quarterback, because one of the things that I had I. Had, not necessarily forgotten about, but did know as far as who they got uh, behind center is Graham Mertz. This guy came from the transfer portal from Wisconsin. You don't get a lot of great quarterbacks coming out of Wisconsin. And especially going to what is probably a much wide open offense, much wider offense than, yep. than what they experienced up there in Madison. So I, I don't I don't see Florida doing anything this year. And you talked about Tennessee a little bit. Hey, they're, they're, they they got to get things done with, without, yeah, without um, Hook, Hooker. Hooker, yeah, yeah, without yeah. You got to do that, but but I mean, you got you got quarter, you got quarterbacks that are moving around just to get a chance to play. Remember that Notre Dame is going to start today with a quarterback that came from Wake Forest. In years past, think about the Notre Dame quarterbacks who've been Heisman Trophy candidates and whatnot. You got a dude coming from Wake Forest, and he's good. Hartman's a good quarterback, mm-hmm. and plug him in with what he will have around him at Wake Forest, at Notre Dame compared to Wake Forest, you'll see they're good things. They're going to ease into their schedule. They, they won the game over in Ireland last week pretty easily. Today, they're going to have Tennessee State, um, and that's game going to be on, right? on, yeah. on NBC. Yep, that, that's, that's what's happening for Notre Dame and, and for him. So we watch and see for that. But the, everybody's going to be watching what's going to be happening up the road here in Athens. And, uh, you know, Georgia looked like they're, they're a well-oiled machine. Kirby Smart would not talk about the three-peat. Don't even bring it in the room. No, he he no, shoots that down. Him. And, uh, you know, the, the, the toughest team that Georgia faces right now is the one that looks back from the mirror. You know, that's that's the team that they have to, to you know, battle any type of complacency that might sit in because of what's expected from them. Um, to go out and execute this first these first couple of games they're going to be playing and just sharpen and refine what they're doing and new people in different roles from last year. Yeah, a lot of the talent is back, but on defense, once again, they lost a lot of dudes to to the National Football League. They got some people who are stepping in those spots, and that's what they want to see today. Uh, obviously, that along with starting a new quarterback. Um, so th- th- a lot of things people want to see how it rolls out and how it looks in person, but still it'll be you know going to be big. The place is going to be packed. It's going to be a lot of excitement uh, as they start this quest for a third consecutive national championship, and that's that, that's something that a lot of people are watching across the country today. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine The Game, ninety-two nine The Game. dot com. All right. Well, since there's nothing really to dissect uh, or any sort of hiccups that we feel is going to happen with Georgia. Can we go back and talk about what happened last night at Mercedes-Benz? Because yeah. we had a guy here who was in the building. You and I were checking it out. I don't know what expectations were for Georgia Tech this year, but you got to have re- – I mean, listen, this this is one of those where the two halves told a lot about this team. And, and you know, see how they came out and, and got ahead 28 points in the second quarter, but yet were outscored 26-6 to in the second half. Garrett, you were in the building. Your thoughts on this Georgia Tech team? Well, first of all, what were your expectations going into the season and then what you saw 
um, in Mercedes-Benz last night. I mean, the team itself looked better. Um, they still have a little ways to go, and I think they still need to learn how to win. Uh, that's just something that it comes with time, and that not all, that doesn't always just happen right away, you know. And I think Brent Key's the guy for the job still. I think he's he's going to do a good job over there at Georgia Tech. Haynes King looked very strong. Buster Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator, looked pretty adept, uh, especially in that second quarter. They scored 28 points in that second quarter, which is uh, an Aflac kickoff game record. So let, let's not let how the game finished get us away from how good they looked at times. Um, Louisville's a good team. I think Louisville's just a better program right now. Um, Jeff Brom is, just has a little bit more to work with. This is a team that was 8-5 and five last year in Scott Satterfield's final year. I think Georgia Tech's going to be fine. I think they're going to get right next week against South Carolina State. And I, th- I still think that this team's going to put it all together because Haynes King looked pretty good when he actually had a clean pocket and was able to play. And there were some nerves early. Uh, we saw the interception that Haynes King had on a, on a tip pass when he got hit. Uh, and then we had the, the late fumble. And, and really, it's like if you're Haynes King, like you just can't have those two turnovers. I mean, like that's, that's the difference in the game. Yeah, I mean, you have the turnover on downs, the fumble, and the interception that led to 13 points for Louisville. And you just can't get that done. And my my thing, and I'm sorry, Sam. I just wanted to ask him this: What did you see, the explosiveness that, that that happened in the second quarter versus what did Louisville do to shut that down in the second half? What were they doing in that second quarter that made you think, "Wow, these guys are on all cylinders here," but yet it was nowhere to be seen come second half? Well, Trey Cooley and Haynes King actually addressed the media after the game, and they talked a little bit about how Louisville appeared to be just sort of feeling them out in the first half. Um, because, I mean, you have a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new uh, – your running back is, is new, your, your quarterback is new. I mean, I, I think most every touchdown scored in this game, a lot of them came from transfers. I think the only one – the only Georgia Tech touchdown that was not scored by a transfer player was the last one of the game in the two-minute drill by Malik Rutherford. Or excuse me, by um, not Malik Rutherford, by uh, Eric Singleton, who, of course, he I think he's from Norcross High School. He's one of the Atlanta area kids. Um, but a lot of these, a lot of these big plays that they had in that second quarter, um, they just they were kind of in the flow of offense. The rushing attack was working, and then Louisville made a an adjustment in the second in the second half, and Georgia Tech just didn't recover. Um, the, the rushing attack sort of stalled out in that second half and you saw it kind of light up for Louisville on the, on the inverse. So look, it it was a lot of big plays, lots of big plays and it, it favored Georgia Tech earlier in, in that second quarter. And then it favored Louisville in that second half and Georgia Tech just wasn't able to respond. Yeah. We talked about, uh, Jamari Thrash, the, um, player from, who had played at Georgia State that went up to Louisville had seven catches 88 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he was a big difference maker. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a transfer portal product uh, going to Louisville. And, you know, he shows up in the very first very first ball game for them. Yeah, and I, I talked to a lot of the 24-7 folks over there, uh, up there at Louisville, and, and Jamari Thrash is is expected to be – he's a Blitnikoff preseason watch list. I mean, he's, he's going to be a good player for them. And I'm really excited to see what he can do up there. He's, he's electric. He's kind of a scat kind of guy. He can, he's got some speed. I mean, you saw him at Georgia state last year I mean, he can do a lot of different things. And if they were able to get him into the open field, I th- I'm fairly certain that they held him catchless in that first half. 
And then all of that all of that production that you just talked about, that you just referenced, all of that came in the second half. Both touchdowns and, I think, 88 yards of offense. I mean, he's explosive and he can jump on you in a hurry. Another, another, another big thing, though, Jawar Jordan. Jawar Jordan might be one of the best running backs in the ACC. Uh, they pretty much kept a bottle on him for most of the game. Jeff Brown went away from the rushing attack for some reason. They were running the ball pretty effectively in the first quarter. They went away from it in the second quarter. Uh, they go back to it in the second half. George Jordan ends the game with 90-plus yards, and most of those came on one play after one of the turn after the missed field goal, where they go he goes 75 yards to the house, and he really flashed that big play ability. And look, if Georgia Tech can figure out a couple of things, I think they are still putting a lot of this stuff together and learning how to win. That's a very important step for a program. If they can do that, I think Brent Key's got this this team. I mean, the talent is building, and I'm still confident in the future of the program. And and overall, I I think there are a lot of positives to take from yesterday. Yep, I agree. I agree. I really do. That's um, it. no, that was that. By the way, that was beautiful. And 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 to our audience, that's the kind of breakdown you're going to get. This is a man just talking about what's going on um, here locally. But I mean, across the board, you're going to get. College football updates, college football breakdowns. And it starts today at 8 o'clock. John Fricky, Abe Gordon, and Gary Chapman. They are going to start the new lineup, Sam. Yeah. The new yeah. lineup. And I don't know who has more jobs, Mike Tirico or Garrett Chapman right now. How <laughs> <laughs> many shows this guy's doing, but God bless you, buddy. Uh, and we appreciate that breakdown. But, again, once again, the new lineup for college football game time. Now, what's your other show that just started uh, not the Dopey Millennials. When is that? Off the bench. Off the bench is, does it have a regular time or is it sort of fluid? It's a bit fluid. It's a bit fluid. So on Fridays, of course, I'm doing a high school scoreboard show. I'm out in right. the field with uh, our man, Sam Crenshaw. Saturday mornings, I'm going to be doing a little bit of um, fantasy football conversation with Bo Johnson, and then I, that transitions into college football game time, where I'm executive producer and the third mic, and then on, and then I do Georgia Tech coverage for 24/7 Sports at GoJackets.com go in the afternoon, um, and then on Sundays I have Falcons Flyover. So, uh, not a lot of time. Wow. <laughs> that's a full schedule. That's a, it's a pretty busy. It's a pretty busy week uh, weekend, I should say, and then uh, back to the day job in the week during the week. So, football season's a lot of fun. It's a it lot is. of fun. It's very it busy, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Like the, life is good. Life is good when football's in the air. I mean, like, yeah, like I told you, I've got my college football shirt on. Do you know like the Simpsons meme where he says "tap the sign" or whatever? <laughs> Tap the shirt, man. <laughs> Tap the shirt. That's where I'm feeling. Anyway, we are <laughs> we, nice. We just have a, uh, a short version of us today. Uh, Sam and I are going to turn things over to Garrett and uh, Abe Gordon and uh, John Fricky at eight o'clock. We're the opening act for full day college football. The I mean, listen, this is the day everybody's been waiting for. We've had a couple days leading up to it, but this is the full schedule today. Uh, but coming up, eight to seven o'clock hour. There's a big tennis match going on up there in Queens, New York. Karen Pastain is going to let us know what's going on with the U.S. Open. But up next, Mr. Crenshaw is going to let you know what's going on locally here. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Out of the red, out of the hedge, you say 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 